Now, what do I do here? How does this work? Yes, put that in there. Oh my gosh, what? <laughs> this is At The Nexus, episode 108, Complaints and Answers, on Friday, January 3rd, 2014. And now, with a national asset, so valued. This episode of At The Nexus is hosted by Ryan Ramperset with co-host Matthew Petchel, the national asset. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Really? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I uh, hear uh, we're all here for the show, even though it's cold out. And it's a new year. It, it is. This is the first uh, episode of At the Nexus in the 2014 area. Area code. Area code. Oh, what, what do you call? It? I would Time call state? it. A, I would call it a year. A year code. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but how was your week? Uh, my week was uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, we had a mm, small pizza eating day on uh, Tuesday night, the Wednesday morning. Not you and I, but the family in general, you know, New Year's. Yeah, I mean, That's normally when there's pizza... And you're involved? 99% of the time, Is that yes. just your default assumption? Yeah, because I'm egocentric and I like pizza. Well, you wouldn't have liked it because there were toppings and it also was not from Domino's. I love cheese and I love beef. Well, on these pizzas there was... Beef, sausage, pepperoni, We're good uh, so far. olives, Why? black olives, Why? <laughs> green peppers, red peppers. Those, We're, see, those, really those are fillers that poor people put on pizza because they can't afford meat. It's a, Incidentally, those were more expensive to put on. I noticed that too, actually. When I'm at the store, they sell them in the jars and they're like, <laughs> $4 for crap? I'll go get rice because it's like cheap. I don't know. I hate olives. They're expensive and weird. Well, it was pretty good anyway. So we had these pizzas from uh, Papa Murphy's. Is that the, it's frozen, you bring it home and you shove it in the stick oven thing? It's, it's actually raw, not frozen. Uh, define for an intellectually challenged person like myself, what that, what's the difference between raw well, and frozen? Well, raw means not frozen. Like, it was not, they just kneaded the dough, they just smeared the sauce on, they just put the toppings on. None of them are baked, none of them are frozen. And then you bring it home and you put it in your own oven. Okay, I get it now. Do you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I feel like that takes more time than uh, ordering Domino's. Yeah, well, that would be great. Unfortunately, that, um, yeah, we didn't want to go to Domino's, apparently. I wasn't in charge. Is it is it is it cheaper? No, no, it's way more expensive. So it's more expensive when you do the cooking? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you see... But on the other hand, you did get more toppings, so maybe it wasn't really that much more expensive. Oh, when you want to get the toppings, it costs you know, a lot. Because you know like how Sam, he'll get five toppings and it'll be $18. You know, you could get two pizzas for the price of that. Yeah. And I would love to eat two pizzas a day. Right. And So what did you do for New Year's? New Year's. Oh, man, I went to bed right away. As soon as I got back from work, I was tired. Now, who works on New Year's Eve? I did. You're strange. I got paid. Did you know? I'm so happy to have a job again. I'm going to work it till I get fired. Hey, 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 hey. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of fired, it's actually more of studying abroad. I think that's what people say when they go to another place in the world to fail out of college. I don't know. Either way, um, the person at the bookstore who is the general merchandise specialist is studying somewhere not at Hamlin. And so their position is open, and I applied this morning, and... In the dollar bin of our store, we had resume paper. And I know the boss is going to recognize that I handed her the resume paper with store-bought and goods. I hope she knows I paid for it. <laughs> well, there is some write-offs and other things. But I wanted to know, before the write-offs, I bought it. And so, uh, how will yeah. she ever know this? She, she also, I would, manager. I would also like to know, what is resume paper? It's off-white, grainy, stony paper that comes in a weird folder and an envelope that you stick in the folder. 
So it's paper that has some texture. And it's also got a watermark of um, some Frenchy thing. Some French thing. Yeah, it's 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 premier paper. So it's mm. tense the word paper in the word resume paper. And the resume thing is because it implies that you put your resume on it. So what do you put on it? The resume. And so I put... But don't you already okay. work there? Yes, 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 yes. And so for job experience, I said I was a complete college outfitter at Nevo Store 281. Because that's the inside joke, because that's what we're supposed to call ourselves, like college outfitters, but it's a joke. And I said on one of the things, I maintain a safe work environment and promote productivity. Well... See, I hope it's going to be so funny she gives me the job. Probably going to get denied on that one. But everyone else, I think, is worse. No no doubt. So, John, who is the other person, he's now site manager, so he he's the one to get demoted. Right, I heard And about everyone that. else there is kind of out there. I'm more likely to hear back from this in the post office. So how is that post office deal going? It's only been a week. From? Since I took the test. And you're waiting for what? I waited for six for them to even tell me to take the test. That's true, you like, did. They, it's the post office. Slow. <laughs> Indeed it is. Yeah, um, but big new, big news week, right? Yeah, um, lots of... it's a, it is a pretty big news week, you know, it turns out. Didn't, ex- didn't you know, expect for, it. For the New Year's. But, you know, um, where, where can people go to uh, read some of these links if they wanted to see them? The show notes. Which are located where? On the site. So if you go to thenexus.tv, click on ATN. That's probably how you got to this because everyone goes to the website. Nobody uses some weird Twitter feed or anything else. Um, people just go to the site, click on episode 108, and boom, linkies. Or if you wanted to use a direct link, because I've written it right here for you to read, where would you go? You'd go to thenexus.tv slash ATN108. See how easy that was? See, I like my way better because it involved using your fingers. People are more likely to remember things if they had to do something to remember it. Like, like typing? Like, you also use your fingers your... for... No, you don't. You think you do, but you don't. Moving the mouse around, you know, scientists have proven that it stimulates remembering. I don't think that's true. I see. No, 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 no. Because you forget an awful lot. But I don't use my hands ever. I know. In my defense, that made sense. In your defense, uh, why don't we talk about AOL? I love AOL. Well, you know how AOL didn't want to keep their favorite music service around? Shoutcast, maybe even Winamp? Yeah, I heard that very upsetted somebody we know and love. Who? Bailey. Oh. He liked Winamp. I guess he still uses it. Only on the legacy products. I thought he natively liked it. Yeah, that too. So he's legacy. Windows 7. It's outdated. Well, everyone just uses VLC now. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't actually sell it off to Microsoft as we had all hoped, which is probably a good thing. They have sold it off to a company called Radio Omni. Hmm. I'm saying that completely wrong, just so you know. But, uh, yeah, they didn't say how much they sold it off for, but... How much do you think they sold it off for? Uh, at least uh, $2 million. See, I really don't know what they purchased Shoutcast and Winamp for, so it's really hard to say. Now, uh, Radio Omni uh, is a international aggregator of online radio stations, which is basically what Shoutcast is. And now guess which of the two services is bigger? Uh, Winamp. You failed miserably. When you give it an A to B to pick from, pick C. I think it's more like picking an W. For Winamp. Right. No, the answer was Shoutcast. Shoutcast. Yes. Now, Shoutcast has 50,000 radio stations uh, in its database, whereas Radio Omni only has 5,000. But who has more views? Shoutcast. Well, I didn't think there'd be a direct correlation. Yeah. 
You didn't think so? No. So this will boost the Radio Omni uh, catalog of stations uh, highly, and maybe they can use Shoutcast somehow to probably do nothing. Yeah, well, that's why they got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Now, and of course, if we ever do find out how much they sold it for, it's most likely that they got ripped off. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you know what time of the year it is? Uh, it's time for CES. Time for CES. Mm-hmm. And uh, T-Mobile's getting ready for it. Mm-hmm. And they're also going to have their uh, fourth Uncarry event uh, next week at CES. Yep, we talked about it last week. It's the one where they're going to pay off carrier agreements, right? Um, Maybe. Probably. Probably. Respecting, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... To preempt that, AT&T is offering their own promotion, which is to offer $200 to anyone switching from T-Mobile to AT&T. Hmm, what a wonderful deal, except not really. Well, they'll get it back in two months. Yeah, you're right. Two months. That's all it takes. Now, uh, the deal that we think T-Mobile is going to offer is $350 for a person switching from Verizon or AT&T or Sprint. And I suppose that's pretty good, right? And people from Roger Mobile just pay to switch. Yeah, I don't know what we pay to switch. I don't think it's a whole lot. Well, so John Laguerre, of CEO CEO of uh, T-Mobile, he has uh, uh, issued a press release and a statement about AT&T's new promotion. And here's what it says. This is a desperate move by AT&T on the heels of what must have been a terrible Q4 and holiday for them. I'm flattered that we've made them so uncomfortable. We've used AT&T's cash to build a far superior network and added uncarried moves to take tons of their customers, and now they want to bribe them back. Customers won't be fooled. Nothing has changed. Customers will still feel the same old pain that AT&T is famous for. Just wait until CES to hear what pain points we are eliminating next. The competition is going to be toast. So, when I see that press release, and then the CEO sitting at the bottom... I guess I'm just spoiled of seeing all those Amazon letters. Like, yeah. With the actual signature and actual content in the letters. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, but it, it is funny because, yeah, nobody's going to read that. Like, no. You had to navigate pretty hard to find that on their site. Well, you, so it, uh, it's obvious that no, nobody intends for consumers going to the T-Mobile website to read that. The uh, idea is that the newspapers would pick it up. They'd show quotes and snippets of that in newspapers. Yeah. People read that. You know, it'd be posted on social media so or something. they can't be self-promoting. No, no, no. They have to make somebody else. But that's fine. That's what media is for. Now, on the other hand, it's kind of funny that like, you made this correlation with Amazon and how, you know, Bezos would sign his letters and be nice about it. Well, John here is a whiner. He complains a lot. He's very loud. Very, uh, very Balmer-like in that sense. I don't know. He's not so. anywhere near as loud as that Tesla CEO. The guy from Tesla is always whining about something. I don't know how it gets to my news feeds. Like, okay. I don't even follow cars. Don't even follow cars. You know, he does more than cars. Who? Elon Musk. So, you know, Sprint, right? Yeah, yeah. You know how they're trying to buy T-Mobile? Remember that? How they were in final talks last week? Final talks. Allegedly. That T-Mobile doesn't want to acknowledge. Well, Sprint wants to rebrand Nextel. Do you remember Nextel? Nextel, Nextel. Nope, they sound dead. Yeah, they do sound dead. Now, Nextel, if you don't remember them or you weren't around then, which is quite likely for both, they were the push-to-talk 
carrier. You know, all those people who would, you know, be in the commercials that would press a button, you know, and then say some words, let go, and then the next person would, you know, it's kind of like a walkie-talkie service, Mm -hmm. but over the phone networks. So that's what Nextel was famous for, and that has been successfully phased out of existence because it was obnoxious, and that was their old legacy network also. That's kind of why they were um, stuck with CDMA for so long also, because that was heavily based on the IDEN network. Now, Nextel was apparently oriented for business, you know, purposes, and businesses were supposed to use those services. Now, Sprint wants to rebrand Nextel for business again, and they want to sell their Clearwire acquisition stuff, you know, those 4G enterprise services and, you know, data backbone stuff. They want to sell that under the Nextel brand, and they want to reposition their prepaid brand under a new one. So they want to merge Virgin Mobile and Boost under a new name called Sprint Freedom. It's better than calling themselves SoftLink. Now, Sprint Freedom. What do you think of that? I'd actually go for that. You would go for that? It's it's longer. Normally, I like shorter names, but Sprint Freedom. Now, I think it's kind of a weird thing because Sprint is already the service, and then you're going to have a subservice that's named the same thing as the parent service, but with an extra word. It's really bizarre. T-Mobile does it differently. T-Mobile is just there, and then they also have prepaid options in the same service. Right? I mean, yeah. Uh, I think that model's better. I don't want to have another service. They, if they're going to consolidate, they might as well just all consolidate. I would love them for them to call it Splat. We've always wanted them to call it Splat. Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> you, you've always wanted that. So what do you think the timeline would be? Because right now we're hearing Q1 of this year, 2014, you know, New Year. I think so. they'll decide if they want to for sure do it or not. So do you think if they get rejected on their T-Mobile bid, do you think that would influence this? Have we heard anything from T-Mobile? I have. No, no, you have not. Um, this isn't going to go through, and they're going to end up paying them money. That's what I think T-Mobile wants. But I'm sure that's what they want. Yeah. So, but do you think if they were, if they didn't lose it, do you think this would set them back so that they wouldn't do these mergers? No, they're doing they these mergers. It yeah. seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you think it would be good for consumers to merge the two prepaid carriers? I mean, I don't think it actually matters. They're what? all the same. Boost and Virgin Mobile are not the same. They're both phones, and they're both for crap people. Yeah, yeah, pretty same much. Same demographic, same everything. Very different demographics, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. I challenge that. Well, so if you look at Virgin Mobile's demographic, and you look at the Branson bathing, you can uh, see a very uppity crowd, uh, you know, kind of like the hipster crowd. Whereas you, if you look at the Boost advertising, you can see kind of the uh, gangster crowd. So... Um, down Victoria, like by the Domino's, um, there is a, an apartment building, and there's also a store called Dubai's. This is a gas station and other things. That Boost people set up a tent. Really? Saying, free phone with credit card. Well, that sounds suspicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it was just filled with scary people. Yeah. And I just drove by. Well, I, I don't know. if Have you ever seen the uh, Boost commercials? Not, yeah. Yeah. That, okay. that You can tell the demographic is different then. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I surrender. Yeah. Hey, um, now that uh, it's the first show of this next of this year. Next year? What year? 2014. There it's you just go. Just starting. So we have the results from 2013's browsers and operating systems that people have used them on. Um, and so these are all gathered from uh, netmarketshare.com. So who knows, really, if these are at all relevant. But Ars Technica reported them, so it must be good. Glancing at them, they sound believable. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the top, um, expectedly, Internet Explorer is still in the top 50. 
it is 50% of the market share. And so that's just, it doesn't say which versions. Of no, no, it doesn't. And, and which, so from what I hear though, is that Internet Explorer 11 and 10 are barely present. It's, it's primarily not eight, and nine. So whatever's installable on Windows 7. Yeah. How many IU6 users? Uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit below 10% from what the graphs show. Because I was using it just today. Uh, you know, yeah, you're going to... We do have you, one, one of those Windows people. 2000 computer still. So what, what browser does that use? I, th- I think it's 6. Okay. I was wondering, because I don't know. I don't know. It, I mean, it, it just it only connects in-house to um, our local uh, web server. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we have yeah. this for doing inventory and other things. Mm-hmm. So it's not a security risk, but it should get updated. Well, everything's uh, a security risk in America. Yeah. Um, wait a minute. That one actually got stolen. The laptop I was thinking of is gone. Either way, not, not relevant. Um, so Safari, uh, they bundled desktop and mobile. It holds about 12%, which really surprised me. I thought it would be way, way below um, Firefox. And it is, because you didn't write these in the right order. And Firefox is 15%, and Chrome is 13 So this year, Firefox beats Chrome. You know, it's really interesting that Firefox beats Chrome. Because last year, Chrome beats Firefox. Now, let's take a look before we move on to some of the breakdowns of these things. So if you look at all of the versions of Firefox that are actively in use right now, there's up to Firefox 26 that's in popular use, like 27 and 28 are in development still, so those don't count. But 26 is the current stable version of Firefox. Is that true? Does that sound good? Yeah. So if you look at this, the other versions are still extremely popular right now, uh, primarily those that are 17 and older. I still think my mom uses Firefox 4. Right. So now some that's really weird because that means those people, while they're using a modern, not Internet Explorer, they're using an outdated, might as well be an Internet Explorer kind of out, you know browser. I don't know about that. You think it's as bad? Yeah. You really think you should have the most updated browser ever? Well, I mean, if you're not going to be using one of the new non-IEs, you might as well just be using IE. Because we know how to target for IE. Like, we can use, like, conditional tags, we can use shims. But to deal with not-IE browsers that are old, much harder. Because you can't get in-browser methods Mm. for detection. I guess that's true. Now, Chrome has the same, uh, or similar thing... But the, the, the 20 or older, because they're on 32 now, uh, 20 or older is much less, so they don't have to worry nearly as much. Um, and, and of course, here's Internet Explorer. As I mentioned, 9 and 8 make the dominant chunk of that. 10 is there, but not many people are using 10 right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, of all those people, 10.5% um, of them were using Windows 8 or 8.1. Uh, 47% were using Windows 7, very, very popular. And 29% were using XP. Vista didn't even make the cut. Well, Vista was listed. I just didn't think it was relevant. It, it's so small. It's, it's not. 3.6%. Negatable. Yeah, it is. Now, an OS 10 is running at 7.53, which is better than Vista and Windows 8.1 combined. Yeah. I can make up statistics like that. It's really easy. And other. Now, I think there's a lot more people using these other operating systems, just not hitting netmarketshare.com slash internet. Because they're all going to IP solutions. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But so what do you you think about Internet Explorer and then, you know, being at 50% still? Is that okay? Honestly, I did my job. It's not my family loading it. It, they're, They're... I did my part. Everyone else needs to make sure that their and their kin is using a proper browser, but 
I think it's bad. What do so, you think? So when you look at the Internet Explorer versions and the people who are running XP, so there's 30% of XP and then only like 9% of people are using uh, 6 and 7 of Internet Explorer. So for the most part, it's not Windows XP people holding Internet Explorer back at all. It's Vista and 7 people who are attached to 8, 9, and 10. I just don't think... I don't like Internet Explorer at all. Well, I don't either. No. Um, and to tell you the truth, I haven't used Opera in about a month. I mean, I, I use it casually, but most of the time I've been using Chrome now. You know, Opera was listed around here. Um, 1.7. So there are more IE6 users. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's depressing. Well, do you uh, want to talk about smartphones now? Oh, I love smartphones. That's what we do here at the Gadget Show. It is. Now, do you know what we don't have here? We don't have a Motorola X... Moto X box. We don't, but do we now? No, we don't. Okay. You looked up to make sure. <laughs> well, normally when you ask me a question, you just make it out to make me sound stupid. Like, oh, I have one right here. I do have this bag, but there's nothing in it, so. You know, I was almost going to rip that bag out. <sighs> I hate it when you do that kind of stuff, but you do. I do. Well, if you couldn't afford a Moto X being, you know, a popular phone and... You know, being $550 for the base model, maybe you can buy it now because it's permanently price dropped to just $399. Wow, that sounds better. Better. Right direction. Right direction, but not that much better because a Nexus 5 costs $350 or $400, depending on if you want more space or not. And $350 versus $399 for the same 16 gigabytes isn't very appealing. And I would still not recommend a Moto x for any reason over the nexus 5 yeah uh in a year the moto x will be slow and a year the nexus 5 won't be slow we'll see about that mm-hmm. i think they'll both be slow yeah I, I i do too but it's less likely okay mm-hmm. yeah but you've probably been looking for moto g because the moto x was just too expensive because it's just too expensive so for verizon customers on in six days from now on the 9th you can get it for only a hundred dollars but you won't be able to switch networks after that. So um, this is, I don't know how they did it, but it is soul-bound to Verizon. Yeah, so it's its just like Virgin Mobile phones. So it's mm. its part of that CDMA kind of yeah. magic thing. So when you tie it to a carrier, the way they can do this subsidy, because you know normally a Moto G is $200. Yes, it is. So you're getting it here for $100. And the, the way they can do that subsidy is they lock it to just Verizon. So even if you bought it for $100 and you wanted to maybe bring it to Boost Mobile, because Boost Mobile will be selling Moto G's on the 14th of January for 129 you could save for 30 bucks if you bought it on Verizon, but that soul binding makes that impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, even though you can buy it on Boost Mobile for 129 it's probably not a good deal to buy it there anyway, because you only get that 8 gig version. Hmm. And we have no word on whether it would be possible. Like, we don't know if these models are different somehow than the regularly unlocked versions. Because, as you might have heard, CDMA doesn't do SIM cards, so how could it be unlocked? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see if it's, you know, some extra thing that you can do to get it activated if you have one that's unlocked. But it seems unlikely right now. So Amazon has begun collecting sales taxes in uh, three more states, uh, Indiana, Nevada, and Tennessee. And Amazon has also built, uh, has agreed to build two new warehouses in Tennessee. So, do you think they'll build warehouses in the other two states eventually too? Uh, I don't know. Tennessee is kind of 
on the side of the country where there's people and need for distribution centers. Indiana, I'm not going to lie, I've never heard of it. Nevada, I don't know, that seems like nobody drives around there. Well, I think... So Nevada seems like a good place for a distribution center because it's... There's nothing there already? There's nothing there, and it's in the place where there's a lot of people right next to it, which is California. So, like, they can get away with not having sales tax in California, do And I guess they? if you could drive a car... Like, isn't that where Google's been doing all their testing with their cars? Yes, absolutely. Um, drones. I mean, they could get a drone's license real cheap there, I bet. Well, that's a little bit different because... That's the FCC rule yeah, instead of uh, state by state? FCC, huh? Throw some T's and some C's I think and that's some L's. the FAA. You want to call it that? I will agree. But yeah, no, um, I just want them to uh, couple, build a couple near Minnesota. Well, we don't have that yet, but what do you... Do you think it's a, a goal of Amazon to have warehouses in every state do you think that's one of their goals well they, they often said that they don't want to do sale taxes at a state level no like, they want to do a federal a they'd, be, they'd be fine with a federal one but they don't want to have state by state and so they're going to hold out as long as they can for states that they aren't there aren't laws explicitly right. targeted towards them so some states are targeting amazon directly right in their legislation so much money you know it actually adds up a lot. Cause so if they did get a national sales tax, do you think Amazon would be okay just putting factories in way more places? Absolutely. And even, like, you don't have to have a full-size distribution center. Right. Like, it have specialty ones. And mm-hmm. stuff. You know, the top thousand items. Yeah. Right. And I think they would do that everywhere. They could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that would make their drone setup much easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they want to start kidnapping people and other things. They can hide them between places. Yes. I, I read a conspiracy theory. On uh, what the drones thing are going to start doing. It's going to start harvesting people one by one that are walking by themselves. What would the purpose be? Well, see, I am taking preventative measures to make sure they don't do it. See, I'm weighing about 300 pounds. No drone could pick me up. You need a swarm. And if I'm constantly expanding, only getting heavier, only got these more drones to carry me. I'll not be abducted by Amazon drones. <laughs> no, 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 you won't. Well, let's talk about uh, Netflix. No. So, what do you think a lot of people got for Christmas? Um, those little Chromecast sticks. Uh, you know, Chromecast sticks. Maybe I mean, they're cheap. Roku boxes. You know, Roku's. Uh, you know, maybe an Apple TV if they were rich. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, a lot of people probably got something that was capable, in some way or another, of playing Netflix. I mean, because the Wii, the Xbox, the PlayStation Four does it, right? Yeah, three, um, two, one. They all do it. Yeah, I mean, you can't not get one. Yes, they all the, the two and the one also play Netflix. That's right. Let me see how that works. Well, Netflix, this, yeah, uh, or, or Derp, maybe I'm not sure. Uh, Netflix decided to do something weird. What did they do? Just days after Christmas, they decided to change and add a tier. Wow! So the first thing they did is they added a tier, and that would be the 6.99 tier for one stream at a time in in, in standard definition, not solid state. Mm-hmm. Standard definition. What do you think about streaming in standard def- definition? Standard definition. I think even I still can't do that. No, you can't. Well, okay, fine. Maybe that's just right for you then. And then uh, the other two tiers now have limitations. So the seven ninety nine tier, which is what I have here at the house, uh, will now be only two streams, and the eleven ninety nine tier, which I don't have, will be four streams. Hmm. Cool. So those limitations on the number of concurrent streams has never been in place before explicitly. Who would need four streams, though? Well, uh, imagine you had four people in the house and they were all watching different movies because they all hated each other. That's probably the most unrealistic situation I know of, 
but that's what the picture shows when you go to the Netflix website. No, I'm not even not being serious, honestly, mostly. Like, when you go here, and then you look at, oh, maybe, yeah, there you go. Four people watching different things. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. I would only need two streams at peak. Well, I mean, I can see why four streams might be nice if you have a large family. But, yeah, I agree. Now, on the other hand, I don't think that six ninety nine plan is very good. No, um, it's too expensive still, and for for getting only eight SD, it should be cheaper for that. It should be like four dollars a month, maybe. I mean, so what? What's an SD video like? Um, four hundred megabytes for a little crappy thing? Because I have a bunch of rips of four eighty p. It depends on what you and get. They're, and they're because tiny. it depends because a half hour show, the anime that we watch, it's in seven twenty, and it's only one hundred and fifty megs. Well, I guess depending on how it's... It's in what it is and how it's encoded. But it depends. Either way, no matter how you look at it, going from 480 to 1080 is more than just double oh, size. Oh, it's, it's absurd, yeah. Um, And so it shouldn't just be $2. It should be like a whole $4 a month instead of like I know, said, 7 Like it, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense bandwidth-wise. No, not that's, at all. That's their whole issue because they have to serve all the bandwidth and mm-hmm. stuff. So they're not billing by what they're using or what well, and I, and I think it, it it would be nice for people who have for some reason um you know barely any need for netflix like they just want to try it it would be nice to have a cheaper l- low term feed or stream option try it for a month before you buy it yeah but like people like my grandmother if she wanted to buy her own netflix so she could stop messing with my listings you know that would be nice your listings well, so you you know how you have like a profile and you have like a to watch list. Is it like a queue? Yeah, kind of like the queue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. And so she she could buy her own Netflix, and if for four ninety nine. So does Netflix notice your constant being in a different place? Well, so that's why they have the multiple stream solution. Like they don't care. Ah. And so what plan would you fall under? We have the two per person stream. The so you never have any issues? Well, I mean, I never use Netflix because there's no anime on it. My dad occasionally will watch some show. You know, my mom will occasionally watch some show. And my grandmother doesn't even know she has an Apple TV. So, yeah, you're right. Okay. But imagine somebody with a large family. That four plan might be nice. Still no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that much more expensive, so that's good. Hey, you know the HTC One? I do. It's actually a rather nice phone. Mm-hmm. Um, too bad you can't get one in Germany right now. Why not? Well, see, you know Nokia, right? Mm, you mean that company that was just purchased by Microsoft? Uh, isn't official yet. Yeah, it is. Isn't done and dead yet. Well, not in the EU, I suppose. Yeah. Well, in Germany, um, Nokia apparently owns a patent that uh, on how the Android beams files over Bluetooth. And... I've never heard of this because Android Beam has been around forever. For, it's been around since four point by Optimus could zero. Do. Like they call it something else. Yeah. Um, well, that's NFC in general. But Android Beam was, you know, the thing when you do the yeah. I mean, my thing. Nexus Seven, we 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 files all the time. Right. Um, and so that's Nokia patent in Germany only. Apparently, like Metro. Mm-hmm. That's that total. Germany total... is causing a lot of problems. And it's such, such a small place to cause so many problems. Well, way, there's has... president. Nazis. Um, so, Nokia has already posted a $550 million bond Which to is ensure absurd. that the injunction could never go through. Um, so, HEC is appealing, but uh, it's not going to work. Well, so, I mean, it's a permanent ban already. So, if it's not 
appealed, then it means it stays there forever. It doesn't expire like in two years or three years or n n years. But then the phone's worthless. Right. So that's okay, like in the long run. But on the other hand, if that ban isn't appealed and it isn't lifted, they can use that in the future as, you know, like, well, we've already banned these phones and these new phones do the same thing as these old phones that did it. So can we just ban the new phones too? Can we just add to the injunction? And that's what they're going to pull, obviously. Yeah. Now, of course, it's really weird because do you remember the um, Samsung, uh, you know, lawsuits from a long time ago? How Apple was suing Samsung over their integrated search bar? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that was in the U.S., but basically the same thing was Apple with, with um, you know, Spotlight had search the Internet, search your local device, search your apps. And then, you know, with the integrated search bar from Google, you could search Google, you could search your apps, you could search your contacts, search your messages, search your email from one bar. And apparently that was patented from Apple. So this is another one of those things where this patent shouldn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, France, it's right next to Germany. Mm, yeah, here they're whiners, too. Yeah, they are kind of whiners. Now, now this one I think is just absurd, but let me let me tell you about it. Have you ever heard of YouTube? I have that free service. Yeah, that free service. Have you ever heard of Facebook? Uh, yeah, that also free service. Yeah. Well, one requires your soul. One requires two souls. And have you ever heard of what is called a cultural tax? A cultural tax. I've yeah. heard of cultural cullings and stuff, but no, not a tax. Yes. Well, here's what it is. Let's say you're some kind of media service. So, like, you provide cable, you provide satellite television, you mm-hmm. provide movies, like in a movie theater, you provide. Um, you know, anything that makes media. They call it cinemas over there. Right. Fine. fine. You, you know, you're, you're some kind of entertainment service. You provide media. Okay. Even ISPs fall under this category through cable and, you know, just general internet stuff. Well, apparently those kinds of things are applied a cultural tax. And that tax is funneled into the creative development for French entertainment, such as movies and TV shows. So in a way, it's a good thing. Like, So there's a big fund from the government to help French movies, French TV shows. So that keeps their cultural alive, which is great. Also, I can't say pulp culture. No, you cannot. No. And so this is, it could be, it could make sense. But uh, Facebook and YouTube are now targets for this cultural tax. They want to apply the same tax that all the other entertainment providers in the state, I mean country, are, um, you know getting applied to but there's no way that how would that work though so uh basically if facebook made end cents from some ad revenue on you when you're viewing in france they would get a cut that's not bad then no it's not it's bad. preposterous but it's not bad it's not bad but i don't think that's how the internet works yeah i don't like my like i think it's fine to tax the pipe but taxing the content in the pipe is bad Taxation is great, though. Well, what, hap- what, what what's going to happen next? When Netflix rolls out in France, they're going to tax Netflix suddenly? That's absurd. That, that kind of a, I always thought it kind of did. Well, but... Uh, I but think it, of Netflix as worldwide. It's not. It's it's only in the UK and in the US. I don't know if they have it in France yet. It, they Local might. Uh, I don't actually know. You should look. Yeah. Well, uh, you might have to go. So I watch uh, public Canadian TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know that 42.5 you get... Um, if you point the antenna yay that way, like uh, kind of westy, there's some – you get Canadian kids show. Well, you – I watch them. I, uh, they're poorly made, but I don't know how I'm getting them. It's not for Canada. That's I know that. pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, so now here's what it says. Um, 
there's a 1.3 billion of annual revenue from this fund is going into French film and TV production. So they're already making 1.3 billion dollars a year on this. Wow. And with without YouTube and without Facebook. Now, yeah, that's uh, unacceptable. And allegedly Google alone in France makes 2 billion dollars a year while paying very little tax for the, you know, to the country. So in a way, I think it makes sense to have, you know, taxes for businesses who make a lot of money in certain countries. But I don't think taxing content through a pipe is the right way to go about that. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Mm -hmm. So, uh, actually, Netflix is all across uh, America, North America, and um, Central America, South America. Uh, The UK, I think that's Norway, Finland, and Sweden. But that's all of it in Europe. Oh, like I see. A, a, nothing in Africa, nothing in Australia, nothing in Asia. So not Germany. Not Germany, not France. Because there would be a patent invalidation Weiners. there. Yeah. Not France. Not, not Spain. Not Nobody has money. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Italy. They don't care. And um, Definitely not Greece. Wow, there's they don't even so many little countries in Europe. <laughs> why would I care? Yeah, why would you ever care about a country? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So speaking of countries and caring, uh, new word from Snowden. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, he's claiming that the NSA is uh, pouring $79 million into quantum computer research. And their goal is to make something that can crack extremely strong encryptions in a second or so. Um, But allegedly, it's just like um, everyone else's public models. Like when the other companies are doing it, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And... uh, isn't going to work for a while. No, if probably. ever. Now it's funny that they're only spending seventy nine million dollars on this. That's what they pay a day to AT and T. I know. Like, like that's so cheap. Which really makes me wonder if, like, this is what Snowden had in like documents from like five years ago. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they were spending seventy nine million five years ago, and now they're spending seventy nine billion, not million a day. Yeah. Right. Well. Not only that, we have some other leaks, but not from Snowden this time. Now it's from uh, Der Spiegel. Come again? Der Spiegel. Der Spiegel. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, I believe that's some kind of newspaper from somewhere. And now Apple says they have never worked with the NSA to add backdoors to the iPhones. True or false? False. So what does that mean? means that they've worked with the NSA to add backdoors. Well, I think they haven't because that would be bad. Because if they did, that would be bad. Like, there's no gain from working with the NSA. Really? Yes. So, what does Dear Spiegel say? Well, Dear Spiegel says that there's a NSA program called Dropout Jeep. That's right, Dropout Jeep. That would allow, given physical access to the handset at some point in time, complete and utter control, among other things such as remote file sending and SMS taps and all packets being redirected, but yet not visibly so, uh, they could do this through uh, to at least Gen 1 and Gen 2 iPhones. Hmm. Wow. Now, that's what they could do, you know, in 2008. Now, there's there's a long list here of other things they can do. Dropout Jeep was just one of the programs that they had. And so they have DD Bounce, which uh, does something strange. It allows um, s- persistence on... Dell PowerEdge servers by exploiting motherboard BIOS and system management mode flaws to gain periodic execution while the operating system loads. So basically, they can hack your server one time, and it'll always load no matter how many times you reinstall your OS, because it's in the BIOS, and it's in the system management mode thing. 
Sounds like a trap. And then they have Iron Chef, which does something very similar. It allows uh, hardware that communicates by two-way RF to be compromised using the same motherboard, BIOS flaws. Um, and there's just hundreds of these things through, for different platforms. Um, there's some for Juniper routers, you know, the Internet Backbone routers. Um, there's some for uh, in various types of servers. Do they have any for Barracuda ones? Uh, no, those oh, are... Oh, wait, no, those, there's just one key. Yeah, there's, those are self-made. Uh, and so there's all these things that, that the NSA can allegedly use. This one I thought was interesting. So it's some kind of box that you can bring somewhere, and then even if you don't have, like, Wi-Fi access, as long as you can get close to a cable, but not taking the cable out, it can, like, snoop on the cable, like, the traffic in the cable. No, I don't believe that in the slightest. Well, I don't either. And so there's all sorts of these. There's at least 50 of them. And they're all named really funny. But, you know, if I was a secret organization, I would name things like crap. Now, these were all things that existed in 2008. So there's probably more advanced ones. And so it was, um, it, it came to light earlier this week that the, that the iPhones were compromised with 100% ability. Like they could do it to any iPhone anywhere and it would work. To what generation? To one and two. And that was in 2008. So presumably they have better ones now, which yeah. are even better. Don't worry. I have my iPhone with the fingerprint scanner. Uh, that's also compromised, most likely. Really? Yep. Did they clone my finger or something? Uh, no, they cloned you. Man. National asset. I'm proud to think of it that way. <laughs> okay. Hey, want to talk about uh, you know Google? I would like to. So um, you know how CES is coming out, and that's the time to show off cool things. Yep. Um, so, you know, YouTube has been known for sucking. Mm-hmm. And YouTube's also been known for using that uh, H.265. Does. Either way, uh, VP9, you hear it once, forget about it. What it means is possibly if you have a decent internet connection, you'll be getting 4K videos. Yeah, decent, like as in, like what? Fios. Fios, or not nah, doubt it. Not Google sniper. Fiber. Google Fiber, and it's probably the Google Fiber subscribers. That, that's 4K the, display. Yeah, that's video. the bare minimum. The only thing that they can watch is the Google uploaded video of yeah. their explanation of it. Right, and and also the uh, testing one, two, three, and 4K video. Yeah, but even if it's not just for 4K, um, they claim this new uh, VP9 will uh, lower system requirements for watching the videos, and they already have 19 hardware partners. Oh, uh, and don't you think 19 hardware partners before it's funny? well, no, that's fine. But before it's even like a publishedly uh, a published codec, or uh, is it a codec? Is that what it is? Is that, is that how it works? So I don't know what it is, but I know H.265, which is replacing, is a codec. So yes. Well, no, H.265 is replacing H.264, which is a codec. So then probably, and this is replacing VP8, the previous, you know, not very used one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so not only is it going to lower um, system requirements, so you can have a slower CPU and a slower GPU to do these, you know, Mm -hmm. video renderings, but it also is going to improve battery performance because they're going to have hardware level decoders for it. So that's going to be great. It will be. So uh, apparently CES next week will have a bunch of vendors featuring 4K somethings, and it'll be being streamed over YouTube with allegedly VP9. Yeah, LG, Sony, and Panasonic are all in on this. It's uh, those are big names. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Samsung isn't doing it. That's kind of weird. You think Samsung weren't allowed in the door? Not no. No, you don't think so. Their products look like a bomb and uh, a patent bomb. Oh yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, have you heard of the Mac Pro? Oh, the that crash looks games. like a bomb. 
No, no, it looks like a trash can. No, you don't think it looks like a bomb? No. Well, if you look inside of it, you might be right. What it does look like is that it's repairable. Uh, not, not what I not what I thought about it. No, it is. It... Apparently, it's repairable according to iFixit. Oh wow! Do you know what the score is? I'm gonna guess one out of ten. No, no, that would be unrepairable. Very unrepairable. Yes. No, it's actually eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. That's yes. uh, it's repairable then. It's it's eight out of ten. Now let's find out what's not repairable in this particular type of product. Now, as you might recall, the Mac Pro is a small cylinder the size of a trash can you find usually in an office. And, uh, you know, it, it has three triangles. Well, it has one triangle with three sides. That's how triangles work. And among those triangles, you have two GPUs and one CPU card. And then you have some memory and some slots and maybe a solid-state hard drive somewhere. Now, according to my uh, thoughts, I don't know what makes this not very repairable. Neither does iFixit. Yeah, um... So, uh, to take it apart, you only need, uh, torque screwdrivers. There's, there's none of the pentalobe bits. That's so, very interesting. Like, you know how Apple, is once famous. upon a time, made their own driver to, you know, make themselves the greatest? Mm-hmm. Um, so they use all international standard torque screws. Um, you do need a set of them, and it's not bad just needing torques. Like, to, anyone who likes computer repair has torque screwdrivers already. Um, so getting it open isn't a problem. And one thing I have heard, though, is you can't start adding RAM because, you know, there's some weird crap going on. You can't just double it yourself. Well, You have to have uh, Apple certified crap. Yeah, that might be true. But uh, in the long run, I think it's because it's just new and they haven't had, like... Some... 1866 is out for right. other... Yeah, because, you know, this is the special ECC correction magic memory. Um uh, iFixit also says that there's a bunch of new proprietary connectors internally, which I, sound, I find suspicious, and there's also tight cable routing. Uh, and they also go on to say, without a repair manual, this could be hard. Please buy now, which I think is uh, funny. Well, so if you look at the trash can-shaped object, you wouldn't want long cables in it. No, so no. short cables that Makes are sense. exactly right seem the way to go. Now, uh, also, iFixit didn't confirm this for us this week, but um, other people who have ripped apart their Mac Pros have, and that would be that... Remember how we were talking about how you could replace your Xeon processor? Yes, you can. And so they've actually done it now. Somebody had to go out and buy one, which is pretty expensive. Three grand. Um, and the processor that they replaced was one of the stock models. So it was a six-core stock model. Okay. And they replaced it with one of the not offered by Apple Xeon processors with eight cores and some really, you know, a much higher clock speed with no TDP increase. Did it work out of the box? Yep, worked fine. Wow. Booted right up, didn't even care. Nice. So uh, apparently it's really easy to replace. You just take it apart, pop the chip, put so it in the chip. So if you have the money, you can do it. Yes, if you have the money, you can do it. Now, the the problem is... This is only true until the next platform change. Like when, so they're on Ivy, you know, they're probably Xeons based on Ivy Bridge or something, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when Haswell, I, you know, Haswell Xeons come out, probably doesn't matter. You probably have to just get a new Mac Pro. Well, yeah, I mean that happens anytime the socket changes. Right, and then that's going to be the next change. In five years from now, you won't be able to change it. It'll all be soldered on. Uh, they probably will make that sooner, yes. Especially yeah. Apple. I mean, Intel's been talking about that mm-hmm. for about the, a year The ball now. grid array thing. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. But honestly, I don't care. Like my, you buy it for the, you buy the yeah, motherboard you do. for the CPU. No, the only problem, though, is then if you have, like, a motherboard that just fries itself, then what? That would suck. 
you just complain hard, and you just complain hard anyways. So you would, but you probably won't be heard. You know, it's two years into your pro. You know, it's two years into owning the product, and it fries itself because who knows why. Then what? You could just get a new motherboard if you could, but you can't now because it's directly on it. So that's gonna suck. Yeah, I mean that's just how the market's changing. But on the other hand, you know, when you buy a four hundred dollar motherboard, I suppose it's probably made well. Yeah, but you, you didn't. So if you, you should probably not buy the fifty dollar power supply with it. Well, you also shouldn't buy the uh, Azrock motherboard either. Only Gigabyte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I hear I, I I hear we have some plugs. Is I that, hear we have two of this. Is, week. is that true? Do you want you want to tell me about yours? Uh sure. Um, so mine starts with all my stories that start on Christmas with Christmas. Agreed. Um, and so for Christmas, my mother wanted to buy my brother a set of headphones. Upon purchasing those, I got the $2 Amazon Music Credit, which I have never, ever, ever, I've never used a music credit in my life. Really? Like, I, I let like 15 of them expire. That's too bad. How do you know if you have them or not? That is like, true. How I never One know. of the things was very scary when I hit purchase, like, because there's this magical mm-hmm. thing saying you had that, and I'm like... Do Bill I really? Bill me 179 and I am returning it. <laughs> and it's like, nope, we build you nothing. Okay, then. Um, but no, so I immediately um, downloaded the app for my um, phone. And you did have to enter the password. I was hoping it was just going to, you know, guess your phone number and call it good. Like, you know how when you um, sync up the Amazon Prime to your smart TV, you just had to enter the four-digit code? That's cheating. Well, I hoped that it would be smart enough to cheat. Because I, I had to enter 32 characters by fingertip. What? Into here. Why? I didn't have anything else to text it on. I wasn't going to email myself the password. But don't you have LastPass? Yeah. Why would you have to type it? Wouldn't work. Why? I didn't. I don't. I turned off grid for this. Yeah, so? That's unsecure. Yeah. I lost a point in my security index. Yeah. I like 10 out of 10. Why didn't you just text it to yourself? Wasn't going to do that. Unsecure. Over what? NSA man. They already own your phone. They already own your phone. Either way. It's um, in your boot record. Yeah. And then, so as soon as I got it, I realized, so for um, Christmas the year before, I bought my mother a Adele CD and automatically waiting for me as soon as I did that were all of my songs like I've ever done. And so on the lock screen and stuff, you can change it and get it to play and everything else. So it was very nice. And so all the songs that were previously bought were all there waiting for me. And the new song I bought, which was uh, uh, The Big Irons um, by Marty Robbins. Um, You can buy that on the Amazon site right now. It's a great song. Um, and it's cool. You download it. So I, I was like, do you want to stream this or mm-hmm. download it? I'm like, download, of course. So I was going to ask if you downloaded them. So how, how, how was that? It was instant. I like uh, I like HSPP plus. I added some letters yeah, and I said them really fast because I don't know them. Okay, but so I I was going to ask. So uh, how much music do you have in your Amazon account? You know, Drive so, Space. I, I, how do you tell? I don't know. So I think if you buy new songs, you have room magically. Maybe. So when I uh, when when they made that cloud music player. Yeah, I think that was at least three or four years ago, right? Like, it, it seems like a long time ago. They had a promotional l- later that same year where you, if you d- bought a song or an album uh, over a certain price, you could get 20 gigs of Amazon cloud storage of Doom for a year and a half or something. And that expired, and now I only have five gigs again. 
And I feel like I have a lot of songs in there that I didn't buy, but I have them anyway. So it's kind Somebody of suspicious. Used your card? No, no, nobody used my card. But what I mean is, uh, I feel like I might have clicked. Oh, look, a free song! Hit the yes button. That's what I feel like. Enough to fill saturate five gigs. No, no, I mean like four. <laughs> I don't know. I I um. I I seem to like the app. The app is very very smooth. Um, no, it wasn't always that way. So I'm glad you like it now because when it started, it was horrible. Oops. So my dad plays uh, the cloud player just over 3G slash 4G whatever uh, quite often actually when he's at work. Oh, cool. Yeah. So up until recently, when he didn't have his Moto G. Uh, you know, he, his Moto G has the radio built in now, so he doesn't have to do it. But when he had the uh, Evo 3D, he would uh, stream, you know, his cloud player stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which he liked. Well, I have a plug, too, and it's uh, not quite a streaming app of music. It's uh, instead a streaming app of Twitter. Now, what kind of Twitter client do you use? I use... Sorry, I have a locked room calls itself Twitter. Yes, so that means you have the default and universally hated Twitter app from oh, Twitter. Well, so normally when a person I know gets a phone and I want them to use the Twitter, I normally recommend them to use that app because there really aren't any good free Twitter apps. Most of the ones that are free are generally geared towards 2.3, 2.2 phones, and then they're just ported over to 4.4 or 4.3 or 4.2 or 4.1 or 4.0, and they look horrible. Well, I don't like looking horrible, and today that changes. I can now recommend a good free Twitter app, and that's called Carbon V2. The V2 is optional. So it's Carbon for Twitter, and I can show you what that looks like. So the, the app looks very black, which is good, because most phones have black screens unless you have an iPhone. And so it, it's very simple. You can change accounts effortlessly. You hit the little plus sign here to write a new tweet. There are three columns. The first column is your timeline. The second column is your replies. And the third column are direct messages. The uh, profile view overlays your uh, avatar up at the corner, your background image behind, some statistics like your name, your full name, your Twitter name, your bio, how many tweets you've uh, tweeted, how many followers you have, how many people are following you. Uh, it's a really nice app. A weird thing about the app, though, is that it uh, uses the like hide stuff mode that was introduced in 4.4. So the hide stuff mode is you notice the back buttons and the stuff in the uh, notification bar tray are hidden slightly. They're just represented by little dots that That's are fun. faint. So it, it, it's very uh, isolationist. I, I like that, though. I, I kind of like it, too. The uh, other things about the app that are interesting is that it, it, it conserves power by not caring about streaming. So, in other words, it doesn't offer push. So, if you get a reply or you don't get a reply, it doesn't have push. So in that, a, That's fine. In a way, that's okay. And it, it they do say that it's somewhat of a feature. And, uh, you know, for normal people, it's kind of annoying because most of people who use Twitter use it to talk to people. And you know, what you don't talk to people with Twitter, like um, if you're chatting with somebody, you're trying to like shame somebody into doing something. That's why you use Twitter. Like, do you publicly humiliate them or you publicly praise them to do your will? No, I just chat with Brian Mitchell all the time. Like, he showed a picture of some shoes, and we were talking about shoes. That's why they made email. No, this is a public conversation. Okay, well, 
earlier this week, I sent you not a text message, an email asking you if you wanted to do something. What like I said. If you wanted to go to Murray. Like, I'm going to send you an email probably tomorrow night saying, hey, uh, do you want to go to Murray on Tuesday because it's closed Monday? Why is it closed Monday? Cold. Oh, really? Yes, so. Preemptive closing? And it wasn't Sylvia's doing. Who was it? Dayton's. Oh, really? Yeah, he decided, no, you're too stupid to do that, you crazy non-English speaker. I'm going to close SPPS for you. What about MSP? Closed. Oh, good. (laughs) Not very fair, are you? What? No, 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 no. She deserves my wrath. (laughs) So, did I mention this app was free? So the Twitter app, yes, you did. So the Twitter app I use personally, Tweetings, is not free. It costs two ninety nine, and I can't recommend that to normal people. It's too expensive. Like you would never buy an app, and I would never make you buy an app. Like that I would be Tasker expensive. And I've never used it. Yeah, but you bought that because you're dumb. Yeah, yeah. So what did I say? Nothing. Yeah. So if you would be, uh, you know, willing to try out the Carbon V two, uh, you should because it, it's very nice. It looks really nice. The transitions are really good. Now, and it costs the same as LastPass. Uh, only if you're not Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I also want to mention that because it's the V2 version, the V1 version has been wiped out completely. So if you were using Carbon 1 in the first place, well, you're out of luck because it's gone. It's never coming back. And I'm glad because Carbon V1, while nice and apparently revolutionary for some reason, it had too many textures. It didn't fit in with the Android design language. Mm. You know what I mean by textures, right? Like fuzzy Mm -hmm. backgrounds and blurs and weird off-center transitions this new one is very consistent with the overall style of android and uh the authors are still making tweaks like people have complained about really thin fonts they said they'll make a setting for fonts in the future so readability can increase uh they they said they might make a bright mode in case you wanted to have white instead of black as the theme so there will be uh, opportunities for complaints and answers i love complaints and answers yes so I, I really do suggest Carbon V2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have anything else this week? Any sponsors? Uh, no sponsors for this week. Any acquisitions? No acquisitions for this week. But where can we find the show notes? One second, one second, one second. Oh, man, orders placed. You can find these show notes at AT- er, thenexus.tv without a dash, ATN 108. Good. See, we're getting the hang of that. It's uh, it's one of those... Uh, so we're promoting the show notes. Yes, we need to promote the show notes. some person on iTunes said there are no notes. Y- yes. For one, another show. Yeah. Not our show. Yeah. One time I heard from a small Twitter bird on the iTunes that there were not enough notes on this show. So I decided to make it very clear that there were a lot of notes. Not many, but a lot. And now that you've told me this, I'm going to actually help you promote it instead of you just asking these weird questions. Gets me off guard, man. It happens all the time. They're like, hey. You got an email? Uh, who, who's doing it? Who's I, I, I want to know it? who's doing it. Edward! <laughs> Can I? He began custom ordering my pizza. Should I make a custom data field in the CMS for who and when is making the pizza? No. Good, because I'm not going to do that ever. Yeah. But it would be funny. And so, speaking from a retailer, um, I know that when you're signed into an account, I spent... I made more transactions on our Nesh's register than I did on this. I'm sure one person signs in at 9 a.m. and they never switch it out. Because I don't see these people on staff ever. Oh, well, no, I've never seen that either. But on the other hand, if you ever look in the Domino's place, there is a really complicated-looking scoreboard system. Like, it is pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. So uh, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at MatthewPetrol.com. You can shoot me an email at uh, MatthewPetrol.com. 
Now, if that made sense, I wronged it. <laughs> um, you can send me an email at uh, matt at matthewpetrol.com. Really? Yeah. And what about uh, Dream Guy? Well, I wasn't, retiring that? The, I wasn't retiring it. I'm just saving it until I meet a really hot girl that wants to send me an email. Willingly. Not with coercion. He said words I don't know. <laughs> Either way, where can I find you on the internet? And of course, you can find me and Ryan Rampersad just about everywhere, but especially on the Twitter, Ryan Amar. And of course, if you use Carbon V2, let me know. And you can find me on the Google+, Plus, which does not have a dark theme, which makes it very hard to read in the middle of the night. And I post a lot of show note-like things on the Google+, Plus occasionally. Also dog pictures and pictures of New Year's festivities, if that happens. Did it happen? Uh, yes. Then look at the Google. Plus. There was a large glass ball that really didn't fall very far. Really? Where? <laughs> I'll tell you later. Uh, do you know what show this is? This is ATN. You can find it at. No, Nexus. I'm not asking you where. I'm asking you what show is this? <laughs> it's 108. <laughs> it's actually 109. If you're counting like a weirdo. <laughs> it turns out I'll tell you later. But uh, this is at the Nexus. Do you know what we cover here? Gadgets. Gadgets. Consumer technology. Consumer technology. Yes, and tech news. That's right. Yes. Yes. Weekly. Know, every week. On Fridays. In right? about a week, we'll have so much news again. Uh, so we We're don't... not doing a CEO special with Buck. <sighs> did we last time? I felt like I was replaced, and you did a uh, thing with Buck. Well, what if we do it with somebody else? Bailey. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I vote Bailey. Yeah, probably somebody else. Dude, I've never talked to Tom Chris on my own free will. Let's call him up. I don't think he's available. No, 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 no. But great, we get him back. I think he hates life now. But he can enjoy our life. It's different than control structures. We have more fun. We're more less he carry about what we say. I thought you were going to say less controlling because that's how it works. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have no well, structures. Well, we'll think about it. So uh, next week is, of course, CES, and I had no plans to do a special, so cool. So that means we get all the notes in our notes. But now that you mentioned it, we might do one. So No, I refuse up and down, and I'll make it so cold you can't do it. So cold. Dude, you won't be able to do a show if I break that window. You'd be surprised what I can do. Dude, you get your purple coat on and your triple XXL coat on top of that. Which I lost again. Dude, you do that so often. <laughs> yeah, well. Anyway, uh, it's been a good show. Yeah, and we'll see you next week. Yep, have a good one. Ah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>